The TIE Fighter streaked across the Karelian sky, flames licking the sides of the ship and thick smoke billowing from its burning hull. The ship screamed loudly as it threatened to come apart midair, the dying cries of a metal bird. Below, the citizens of Coronet City paused in their evening commute to stare at the doomed ship. These days, it was not so unusual to see a First Order fighter speeding above the city. The First Order had commandeered the shipyards of the capital to build its war machines, and sometimes those machines failed in a fiery mess. But this ship was different. It was being pursued by one of its own. Before the saga ends, before the rise of Skywalker, the Resistance must be reborn. Welcome back to Book Blurbs. My name is Kenneth. I'm your host. And on today's episode, we're going to look at how the Resistance plans on coming back from the brink of oblivion in the new Star Wars book, Resistance Reborn, by Rebecca Roanhorse. Well, I just saw Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker last night, and I won't extrapolate too much on it here in this podcast, but all I'll say is, uh, unfortunately, I came out of it feeling disappointed after my first viewing. Now, maybe that'll change after one or two more viewings, but uh, not the emotions I was wanting to feel after, you know, the whole wrapping up of the entire Skywalker saga. But let's not dwell on that, because this episode is about Resistance Reborn by Rebecca Roanhorse. And let's actually take a few steps back and uh, look at the time before I saw Rise of Skywalker uh, as recently as yesterday evening. Because as soon as I got home from work yesterday, uh, I went to the 10 o'clock showing at night of Rise of Skywalker. And I still had a little over 100 pages left in this book. And I knew I wanted to finish it before I saw the film. Just because uh, the way that Delray Publishing and Lucasfilm and Disney is promoting the book, uh, the cover even says Journey to the Rise of Skywalker. It's an official uh, pivotal prequel novel heading into the movie. So uh, I didn't want to have started the book and not have finished it by the time I saw the movie. Uh, So (laughs) it almost felt like I was cramming uh, for finals in college again. And uh, it was like I was in an English class or maybe a history class and I didn't do the reading during the semester. So I was having to make sure I had read up on all the material before the final exam so I could uh, be able to answer some questions pertaining to the material. Um, So I was reading this as I was chomping down dinner, um, and I wasn't, like, speed reading it. I was actually, like, reading at my normal pace and trying to absorb everything and take it all in, and uh, I'm proud to say I successfully finished the 300-page Resistance Reborn hardcover book uh, with an hour to spare before our showing. Um, So, Let's talk a little bit about uh, the author, Rebecca Roanhorse, uh, before I jump into my thoughts on her book. 
Uh, Rebecca is a Hugo, Nebula, and Locus award-winning science fiction writer. Uh, She also recently won the Campbell Award for Best New Writer in 2018. Her other novels include Trail of Lightning and Storm of Locusts. Um, And she currently lives in New Mexico. So I believe this is actually her first uh, Star Wars book that she's um, published. She may have contributed to that from a certain point of view uh, book, which was a collection of kind of short stories from a bunch of different authors. Um, But I'm not sure I'd have to go back and check. Uh, So as far as I know, this is her first foray into uh, the Star Wars publishing world. Now me as an uber Star Wars fan, I was really excited to pick up Rebecca's book. Um, and let me just say the cover art is breathtakingly amazing. Uh, it's just gorgeous. You've got this amazing orange and red kind of color going on. And then you've got a few characters here on the front. You've got uh, the main focus uh, on Poe, and then we also have Leia, Finn, uh, Ray is there, uh, you see the Millennium Falcon, some X-Wings, and then uh, there's also another character from the original trilogy that, uh, well, I won't spoil who he is in case you want to find out in the book and be reacquainted with him there. Um, so, I picked up this book, was reading through it, you know, super hyped for The Rise of Skywalker, but trying to manage my expectations at the same time, you know, not setting too lofty uh, goals for the movie. Um, And so what I really wanted from this book is just to have it bridge the gap between Episode 8, The Last Jedi, and Episode 9, The Rise of Skywalker. Just because, unlike The Last Jedi, I knew there was going to be some sort of uh, jump forward in time when we started The Rise of Skywalker. So, let's talk about what I really liked about Resistance Reborn. I really enjoyed how... Rebecca, and I don't know how much of this was all her or if it was the Lucasfilm story group helping her out, but I really appreciated how she brought in um, characters from other Star Wars stories. Uh, For example, we've got characters that were introduced in the Battlefront video game, Battlefront 2, um, we've got people coming back from Chuck Wendig's Aftermath series. We've got tie-ins to Claudia Gray's Lost Stars and Bloodline. Um, and so I just love this interconnectivity. And I think that's an area where Disney and Lucasfilm have really been struggling lately. And they're just kind of wasting the riches they have, in my opinion, in a lot of cases. Um, they've got these books, they've got comic books, they've got video games, they've got TV shows, they've got animated cartoons, uh, and of course they've got the movies, and now they've even got, uh, theme parks with Galaxy's Edge in California and Florida, and I just really feel like they're 
missing out on tying all of these things together. And I understand they don't want to overwhelm casual fans and throw off people that might just only go see the movies. But there is a way to tie in all of these different media in a way that satisfies fans like me who read through the books uh, and look for, you know, little Easter eggs uh, to acknowledge us in the movies and things like that without completely shutting out casual fans. And so um, I appreciate that they're doing more of that in the books. Uh, I just wish they would take it a step further here um, with the movies and even connecting the TV shows uh, together more. I enjoyed how Rebecca wrote the characters of Poe and Leia, especially in this book. Um, she really goes into kind of Poe's mental state, where he's at after the events of The Last Jedi, as well as Leia, too. And you really get to dive into... Uh, just how they're feeling and uh, how it influ how their feelings influence the the actions they take in this book, and it's really interesting to see. Um, Ray isn't a prominent figure in this book, not really. She's more of a side character, to be honest. Um, and it's interesting to see how Rebecca kind of writes Ray as more um, introverted. I would say in this book, she's often kind of just on her own or she really seems like bogged down in uh, herself and kind of uh, doing some self-reflecting a lot of time, um, almost to the point where she she's, I guess you could say, daydreaming and uh, isn't focused on the present moment a lot. Um but she's kind of very sparsely in it. Um, Finn and Rose, of course, are in it too. Um, Finn gets to do uh, some fun adventure in the book uh, with some other characters. <laughs> but poor Rose uh, just kind of gets cast off to the side and isn't really given much to do. Um, so we don't really get to see more of how she's thinking or feeling after the events of The Last Jedi, which is which is a shame because, you know, she was set up as an important character in that movie, and um, now she's, you know, just sat off on the bench, um, hardly mentioned in this book. You know she's there, but she's not really doing too much. She might do the odd, like, monitoring the comm station um, and reporting in a message or something, but nothing pivotal or groundbreaking and there's no character development for her, her unfortunately we're also introduced to i guess what you could call our main antagonist of the novel and boy uh not the most imposing antagonist you could hope for in a 300 page star wars book um just uh to keep it short and sweet and not spoil too much, he's a records manager. He is a first order paperwork guy. Um, so he's he's uh, looking to climb to the top. You know, he's hungry for power and authority. But at the end of the day, 
his main responsibility is just to manage records and keep paperwork organized and things like that. And, uh, I, Rebecca, were your hands tied on this or is this kind of what you really wanted? Uh, could you not bring in some more imposing first order, um, officers, uh, even, um, rogue warlords or something like that just to spice things up um it's got to be hard writing these kind of books that tie in directly to the movies and kind of set them up as prequels um just because they can't really reveal too much before the movie comes out um but still i mean uh, the villain just didn't didn't do too much for me um which is really unfortunate. Um, I feel like there were plenty more options and routes that could have been taken to uh, really make it a more enticing conflict here. So I've already mentioned uh, the things I liked about this book, and now with the villain I've started going into the, the negative, so let's just continue down that path while we're on it. Um First of all, I mean, just as a writer myself um, and an avid reader, it it bugs me when I notice grammatical errors or punctuation errors, and especially with a project like this where you have a story group and a publishing company behind you, um, it really bugs me when I notice grammatical and punctuation errors, and there were a few of those in this book. Um, another thing that bugged me is some of it just didn't feel like it belonged in the Star Wars universe. Uh, it felt out of place to me. Um, there's one scene where we have a character that's been introduced in this sequel trilogy and she's having a spa day, and we get a whole detailed um, report about what she's wearing, you know, what she's drinking, what kind of cream or ointment she's using in the spa treatment. And I'm like, what are we doing spending so many pages on this? And, like, <laughs> it's spa day in Star Wars. Um, so that was just weird. Um and then another thing that I didn't enjoy is um, how characters are just simply dropped in the book. Um, I mean, we spend a lot of time setting up and developing these characters. Um, there's one in particular um, who is kind of working under the antagonist. And we really, we get his point of view, we follow him around uh, on his exploits and, you know, his assignments. And it all culminates in this climax where, you know, he, he does this thing and it forever changes his standing and what he is able to do and how, you know, what his options are at this point. And as soon as he does that thing, we never hear from him or see him again. He's just gone. He vanishes from the book. 
Um, and I guess you, I, I don't know. It, uh, it just felt like it was annoying because you, you finally get on board with this character. He was one of the characters that actually was really three dimensional and stood out in this book. And you wanted to see more of him and what he did after he did that irreversible thing that he did. Um, sorry, just trying to be very general and not spoil anything here. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's just, Rebecca just drops him from the novel. Uh, and we don't even get one or two more sentences about his ultimate fate. Um, so that was really disappointing. Uh, and it happens with a few other minor characters and, uh, it's just, uh, a real letdown. And I think overall, uh, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, and now I have hindsight having seen The Rise of Skywalker. And I went into this book hoping it would be something like Catalyst, which is the setup novel for Rogue One. Although it's not one of my favorite Star Wars books, I have to commend it and applaud it for really, you know, digging in and introducing these characters that we really get to know in Rogue One helping us understand their backstory and um, why they did the things they did in the movie and things like that. Um, so you really get some background that's valuable and influences the movie and the plot, and it all feels connected and important, and they're both integral to each other. Whereas with Resist Resistance Reborn and Rise of Skywalker, I just feel like you don't need Resistance Reborn. You can go into Rise of Skywalker and not know a thing about Resistance Reborn and be completely fine, which is great for casual fans, that the people that only go and see the movies. But for me, having spent um, you know, time reading through this 300-page book, especially yesterday when I was cramming through and trying to hurry and finish the last 100 or so pages before the movie... Uh, feeling like it would pay off for me. And even if it was just in the simplest wink or nod uh, to something that was established in Resistance Reborn, this book. Um, but I come out of seeing Rise of Skywalker at its premiere last night feeling like <laughs> I didn't need this book. It didn't do anything in the film i mean even where it leaves off in the last page of this book it doesn't even bring us up to the point of the movie you know we're not on the same planet or um the characters aren't all together in the same place like they are in this book you know so clearly even a little more time has passed between resistance reborn and the movie the rise of skywalker so you know, it, I won't completely bash this book. I mean, it's still an entertaining sci-fi Star Wars read. Um, there are parts that there's the scenery and the the settings that are described are really enthralling, and you know they grab your attention. And it's there's one thing um, that Rebecca did that I was just like, wow, I've never seen this in Star Wars, but I'm digging it. Um, 
but overall, uh, yeah, I mean, you, you learn in Resistance Reborn that the Resistance is struggling to survive. It's, it's on its last breath and it's trying to keep the spark a lit, keep the spark on fire, um, to fight the First Order, to fight tyranny um, across the galaxy. And it has to rebuild its forces after what happened in the last movie, in The Last Jedi. Um, and so Leia and Poe and Finn and Rey and all our other cast of good guys are trying to band together and get the message out and recruit allies and more importantly, leaders. That's what they're really searching for in this book is leaders and strategists that can help them uh, in their cause. And additionally, they need ships. So searching down uh, good starships that they can use is is an important plot point in this book. Um, but I mean, given all that, did you really need a whole 300 page book telling you that uh, the resistance is banding together and recruiting new fighters and leaders? And oh, look, they were able to get new new ships to fight the First Order with and, you know, rebuild what they've lost. No, I don't think you did need a, a whole book about that. Uh, you know, it's a fun ride, but. Yeah, I mean, either do more with it or just don't even put it out there. You know, I get that it's Disney and it's this mega corporation. Uh, and this is another way to get even more money out of, you know, the next movie before it comes out. Um, hungry fans like me will go out and buy it in the hopes that we'll be rewarded, but... For the most part, I don't think you do get rewarded for reading Resistance Reborn before seeing uh, The Rise of Skywalker. Do I regret reading it? No. Um, do I wish it was better and uh, tied in more deeply? Yes. But, you know, it's it's another opportunity to jump into the Star Wars galaxy and... I'm I'm rarely going to complain about that. So, uh, for a first jump into the Star Wars universe, if it is indeed her first foray into writing Star Wars, I think Rebecca did a fairly good job. Uh, and I'd be interested to see her do um, something that's maybe not so deeply tied into... Uh, like one of the main saga films. Maybe she can do a spinoff or a side story. I'd be really interested to see what she does with that. Um, yeah. I think that about sums it up. I mean, it'll be hard to go into any more details without tiptoeing around the, the spoilers in the book. Uh, so I think I'll just leave it off there. And after the break, we'll come back and... I will give you my final rating of Resistance Reborn by Rebecca Roanhorse. 
Welcome back to Book Blurbs. It is time to give my rating of Resistance Reborn by Rebecca Roanhorse. And uh, my rating scale from best to worst goes from bookshelf worthy by library, spark notes, and pass. So where does Star Wars Resistance Reborn fall on that rating scale? Well, I have decided to give this book the rating of Spark Notes. And I do so with a heavy heart because uh, it pains me a little bit to give anything Star Wars something on the low end of my rating scale. And it's it's not because it's terribly written. Uh, it's not because it's boring. It's certainly not either of those. Uh, you know, it's it's fairly to decently well written. Um, there are some hiccups along the way, as I mentioned, with some grammar or punctuation. Um, and it may just be personal style, but uh, doesn't seem to fit the widely accepted practices. So it kind of threw me off. Um, you know... It's frustrating and annoying that a couple of characters are just dropped once they serve their purpose in the plot. Um, but, you know, it's still a space-traveling adventure that we get to go on with, most importantly, you know, the characters we've grown close to in this new sequel trilogy. You know, you are you spend a lot of time with Poe and his Black Squadron, you get to see the inner thoughts of Leia and how she's struggling to continue to lead this resistance effort um, at her old age and how she's, you know, trying to remain her leader while looking towards the future and trying to shepherd in the people that are going to replace her um, once she's gone so that they can continue the cause and continue the fight. Um but ultimately, the purpose of this book, as it's labeled blatantly on the cover, Journey to Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, uh, is to give you some meaty setup to the movie, I think. And ultimately, it doesn't really do that much. I mean, it's not something that's going to satisfy you, like... You might go in really wanting a nice juicy steak from this book, and all it's going to give you is a, a wimpy little salad um, with what it's going to reveal to you in the contents of the, the plot. Um, so, you know, the Resistance is struggling to survive. It's trying to rebuild itself in order to mount one final stand against the First Order, so that's really just what this book tells you, is that's the situation. Alright, go see Rise of Skywalker. Um, yeah. So, Star Wars Resistance Reborn, I would say you'd be fine, just spark notes, you know, looking up 
the plot summary on Wikipedia. Unless you're like a super big fan of maybe like Poe uh, and you want to see how Rebecca writes his character and get his direct point of view on things and how he's coping with the events of The Last Jedi, you, you'd probably really enjoy actually reading through all of his parts and getting to experience that. Um, but otherwise, just you'd be fine looking up the plot summary on Wikipedia, like I said, and or even just skipping it entirely and going straight into uh, The Rise of Skywalker. You're not going to be missing out on anyone or just looking to your friend and saying, wait, who's that character or where did they come from? Um, you know, Palpatine is clearly in The Rise of Skywalker. He's all over the trailers, you know. Ian McDermott came out at um, Star Wars Celebration and uh, told them to roll it again at the trailer. And, you know, he's on the poster and everything. You don't get anything about Palpatine in this book. There's nothing written about him. Um, there's hardly any involvement with the people we know from the First Order, like Hux or Kylo Ren. Um, so, yeah, I mean... <laughs> You're left with the records office, the First Order records office, uh, which plays a part in what they're doing with the plot in this book. But like I said, nothing meaty comes of it. Um, nothing extremely consequential, I would argue. Um, so, yeah, this has been Star Wars Resistance Reborn by Rebecca Roanhorse. I'm interested to see where the... Star Wars Del Rey publishing um, efforts go now that the Skywalker saga is, you know, according to all the marketing material, officially finished um, with this Episode 9 movie. Um, I'm interested to see. I know they're going to be writing more Thrawn novels, which uh, should be really cool. Um you know, there's always more that you can do with his character, and we certainly left him off in Thrawn Treason with plenty of possibilities and different routes you could take his character. But beyond that, I mean, I haven't really kept my ears and eyes open to uh, what's on the slate next. Uh haven't been privy to any... Um, sort of marketing plans for upcoming projects. I know there's some kind of mysterious book they're working on over there. I think it's called Project Luminous. Um, probably not going to be the official title when it comes out and is published, but I think Claudia Gray has some a hand in that. So anything she touches so far has been amazing. So of course I'll I'll check that out if she's involved with it. But yeah, Beyond that, uh, we might be in a stage where, <laughs> especially after experiencing the movie, I'd be fine with, you know, a nice little short break from uh, Star Wars things for a little bit. Just kind of let it settle down. And then when you pick it back up, Give us some new things. It's a big galaxy. There's so many different planets and factions and scoundrels and ruffians and 
you know, all sorts of characters you could create and bring into fruition in this uh, world of Star Wars. You know, you don't have to stick to the original trilogy or anything like pre-established, you know, go out and make us fall in love with new characters, new worlds, you know, new ideas. And <laughs> I know that's contrary to what Hollywood is doing these days with all of its properties and franchises. Um, but especially in the world of the books, that's your chance to really like push it out and test it and see how the fans react. And if the hardcore fans who are reading the books really enjoy this new concept you come up with, heck, that's that's kind of like your go-ahead to try it out on maybe a TV show or even the big screen. Thanks for listening to this episode. Uh... It's been a real pleasure. This is going to be one of the last ones of 2019. Um, I think I'll do a couple of short stories to wrap up the year. And then we'll head into the new year with all sorts of new books and stories to explore. I encourage you to check out the podcast on social media. You can find it on Facebook and Twitter at BookBlurbs19. You can also send an email to bookblurbs19 at gmail.com. And then uh, I encourage you to also go to www.anchor.fm slash bookblurbs to leave a voice message. I'm still waiting for my first voice message to integrate into an episode. Give me some feedback. Uh, talk about a book that you may have read. Maybe you were um, intrigued by one of the books I've already done an episode on and went and read it, and now you'd like to give your thoughts on it. Um, so that's a way you can interact with the podcast and leave a voice message. And if I start getting some more engagement on social media, I'll be sure to be a little more active on there. Right now, I try and shoot for um, a couple of posts a week, but if I see that you guys are starting to become more engaged on the Facebook page and the Twitter account, then I'll definitely step up my efforts on there. So my name is Kenneth. I've been your host on this episode of Book Blurbs. And remember, the Force will be with you always. <laughs>